the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld because we love this stuff and so do you. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we are talking season four, episode 13, The Movie. This aired on January 6, 1993. We are into the 93 year, thankfully, finally just moving along. Um, and uh, just one of the little thing, a side note that I kind of thought was interesting, this episode was written by Stephen Scroven, uh, Bill Masters, and John Heyman, who Stephen Scroven and John Heyman, this is the only episode that they ever worked on. Bill Masters worked on two others, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting that this was an episode that didn't have like the normal writers. Huh. It, was, it was just kind of a couple of one-offs and, and one guy who worked on three full episodes. That's it. Interesting. Huh. It yeah. kind of explains some things though, but okay. Yeah, maybe, yeah, there's some different stuff with us, but, that, yeah. but it's not No, not unusual. as jarring as you would think, no. maybe, but no, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, the, the pick, oh, not the pick, <laughs> the movie. <Nope. laughs> All righty, all right, so, um, the movie. Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer keep missing each other when they try to meet at the movies. Jerry's delay is compounded by annoying comedian Pat Buckles. All right, let's learn a little bit more about that in our scene-by-scene breakdown. And per usual with these episodes, we start off with a stand-up, this one about movie workers. (laughs) I really like this one. What's up with the age gap hiring policy at most movie theaters? He's like, uh, they never hire anyone between the ages of 15 and 80. He's like, the girl that sells you the tickets, she's 10. Then there's this guy over here that rips it, and he's 102. He's like, what happened in the middle there? Couldn't couldn't find anybody? It's, It's like they want to show you how life comes full circle. You're 15 selling tickets then you go out and have a family kids marriage career grandchildren 80 years later you're back at the same theater three feet away ripping up tickets it took you 80 years to move three feet i like that i was like ah that was a good one it was it was concise it wrapped up it didn't overstay its welcome good one jerry very good it was pretty yeah it was pretty decent and i worked at a movie theater um for a little while and uh you know it's it's not fully true because there's definitely some middle-aged people that work there, um, but like, yeah, it, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I, I, there's seeds of truth in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a you know I grew up in like sort of like a small town in Maryland, and uh, you know we were I mean like 30 minutes away from DC, but that's a heck of a that's a little bit of a drive, you know. Are you telling me was it Townsend? Because <laughs> no, you told it me was that. Olney. It was Olney. <laughs> but uh, we had a you know we had that one movie theater there, and you know when you're in mm-hmm. high school. You know everyone who fucking works there, like everyone, because yeah. it's the main job that everybody works at. Although yep. I never got free tickets, so I guess. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I Aww. guess I was the asshole, huh? Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So uh, Jerry's at a uh, comedy club, and he's running late. Um, 
uh, well, it's, it, it's sorry, he's not running late. It's running late, and they're kind of having to push him back. And he's kind of had this whole schedule going on because he was going to do a bit, uh, a stand-up bit there, followed up with another one across town at this other place. And then he was going to go see a movie called Checkmate uh, with uh, the rest of the gang. Um, and so he's like, all right, screw it. I'll just have to cancel that. And he, we see that this guy called Buckles, uh, who's this other comedian who's kind of like, a, you know, a Kenny Banya before there's Banya. Not quite as Banya as Banya, but like... He's almost like the, the proto-Banya, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I never liked Buckles, man. I never quite liked him. No, I, I'm wholeheartedly with you. Uh, we cut to a movie theater at, in line. George, very quickly, he just he's there, and he just asks this guy, hey, do you have a ticket? The guy says no, and then George keeps standing in line. <laughs> now... George never once like really blames himself. Well, we'll, we'll go on it later. Yeah, but that's all that. Yeah. That's all the setup is for now. I, and I will say that that guy had uh, a strange looking head. The guy that he asked <laughs> if he has a ticket. <laughs> Such a weird head, man. He's uh, okay. And, and the poor bastard looks like he's like like late twenties, early thirties, and he's as bald as Jason Alexander. It just it was yeah. It's, uh, it's it's not a good look. Although I will say that um you know we we see a lot of ads. You know uh, obviously uh, the movie that they're trying to see. What was it called again? Uh, checkmate checkmate yeah um that's a made-up one and everything but i do like in the establishing shot they showed us the the, that it had uh jennifer eight and consenting adults up there i was like oh jennifer eight and consenting adults how very well at the time probably 1992 of you was that a real movie yeah both of those are real movies oh Oh, that's not the same. I thought that was one long title. No, no, Jennifer yeah. Eight so, and consenting yeah, adults. One, yeah, one of them is Jennifer Eight, and the other one is consenting oh. adults. Yeah, I, and, and I that, don't know. I don't know either of those films. And that was only in like the establishing street shot. You know, not the not the set, not when they were actually in it. You know, why? But that then that's that's a continuity error. Yeah, it is. It because actually, if that's it what actually, they have, in the, if that's is. what they have in the, at the marquee, that theater was called the Paradigm Twin yeah. Theater, meaning two theaters and the other one is the paradise uh multiplex or multiple yeah or like whatever it's got like but yeah but that one is the twin i'm pretty sure that means they only have two theaters yeah and so if those are the two movies there none of those are checkmate yeah or the other uh poster of something that was back there that was also made up too yeah yeah. Exactly. So yeah. well, we <laughs> now, got you. We do, got you, Seinfeld. I do feel in this this day and age, they probably would have taken that establishing shot and actually CGI'd, you know, yeah. uh, Jennifer Aiden consenting adults out. Um, but, you know, back in 93, who gave a shit, right? Is, <laughs> yeah, true. And back then you weren't assuming two assholes were going to have a podcast and <laughs> to talk every little bit where about you, it. Where we spend an hour talking about <laughs> something that's only 22 minutes long. No, <laughs> every one of our episodes is like twice as long. Why do people listen to us, man? Holy shit! I don't know, but they do. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you all. <laughs> yes, guys, please tell us, tell us why. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't tell us why. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep listening. Just keep listening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jerry goes to his other comedy club, but he misses his wait, spot there. Wait, hold on one second. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. I was trying to find the person, but in the 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 on Hulu, it mm-hmm. says specifically a uh, special like guest and um the funny thing is uh, so like on hulu i'm really it's that special guest so on hulu for some reason in the write-up on hulu in the write-up obviously you guys know the write-up that i read is from the the box set and mm-hmm. the hulu write-up says special guest tom lagruya 
And so you look up on IMDb because I'm like, okay, Lagruya. Like, why would you call that out on on Hulu? Lagruya. So- I barely even met her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't even funny. The and so so here he is, and he doesn't even have a damn picture on IMDb. And I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think he's the um, the club owner that Jerry talks to for the improv place. Oh. But my question is, why the hell did someone at Hulu think it was a a big deal to like? <laughs> To, to say that he was the guest. So when I first read that, I thought they were referring to Buckles. Like, I thought that's uh-huh. who that was, but that's not him. He's a different guy. He's, a, he's Yeah, a, that's that's Barry Diamond who yeah. plays Buckles. And he you probably recognize him from the movie Bachelor Party, yes, yes. which I do, which I have seen. And that is, that is yes, a, I love not Bachelor. a great movie. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I, it's, uh, it's got some good nudity in that movie. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so anyways, that was weird. If anyone knows who Tom, I don't even know who Tom Legree is and like why it's even warranted. So yeah, let me know. That was just weird. I didn't know if you had any take on that. Unfortunately, I had no, I didn't notice it at all. I was probably too busy um, doing notes or, or something to pay attention. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So Jerry goes to this other comedy club. He misses his spot there because he thought it was 950, where it was actually 915. Um, and apparently Buckles got the spot. And so he did his act and Jerry's all upset because, you know, he in general, Jerry mentioned earlier that uh, he's trying to practice his act because he's going to be going on the Tonight Show later. And so he needs to make sure he's get his material good. Um, so uh, Elaine then shows up with George at the line that he's in. Um, they uh, make fun of this movie Ponce de Leon Ponce de for Leon. some reason. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Ponce de Leon. I have no idea. That's not a real movie, right? No, I think. I think I thought that was another made up Seinfeld movie. I would I think so too. Yeah, that was but, my my takeaway was that that I always thought that that Ponce de Leon was like up there with Rochelle Rochelle and Chunnel and everything. I thought that was one of their made up movies. Yeah, but we don't ever see anything. That's just no. them just kind of mentioning it. Yeah. For that. Um so Kramer then comes in and so they're all, you know, obviously getting getting in line they're going to go watch Checkmate. Um Kramer wants to go get papaya at a, a Papaya King hot dog, um, which I didn't know was a real place. Oh, Papaya King. Okay. Uh, I, I've heard of Gray's Papaya, which is, I think, you know, maybe, maybe I said, I, I I think it's the more famous place. It's at least the place I'd heard of because I've actually eaten there when I was in New York. But uh, Papaya King is, uh, is a real place. They do hot dogs. And they started in 1932. So they're like a New York staple oh. where Gray's Papaya started in 1973. So okay. I, maybe maybe it's even like a knockoff for all and, you know. and and that's why Kramer's like, but it's not a papaya. Exactly, he wants a, a real papaya. So, what is um, a papaya, by the way? Well, papaya is a fruit. Okay, okay. So so then, how is that incorporated it's into fun, the hot? Fun to say, fun to eat. Papaya. <laughs> how is it, how is it incorporated into the hot dog though? Okay, so it's I, I did look this up. Um, it's not incorporated into the hot dog. Okay, it's called uh, papaya king. Based off of a, a uh, like a frozen papaya drink that they also sell. Gotcha, gotcha. But, but they do famously sell hot dogs for like really cheap. Right. So it's one of those places where it, something else made it famous, but they just also happen to have a really good hot dog as well that everyone sort of likes. Is okay, cool. I got yeah. it now. Very good. Yep. And I like those things, man. I like it when they reference something that's hardcore New York. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's all shot in L.A. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's so true. So. Here, George realizes that the line that he got in was the ticket holder's line, not the ticket seller's line, which 
A couple things I got to just call out on this. One, George should have been smart enough to ask, is this the line to buy tickets? You never ask, do you already have a ticket? Like, that's a dumb thing to ask. Why do you need to ask that? I've never even, like, had a question about what the line was to, to wait in line for to buy the tickets. Like, how could George not even perceive that? I don't know. I mean, because you know, like, one is you're waiting for, like, the box office, and you're, you're buying the box office, and, and then you kind of go into, like, the line to get in or whatever. Like, that's... I, I don't know how he didn't perceive that, but, like, even when you're when you're asking, just ask a proper question. But then also, that other guy... Now, it's not on his fault, but, like, all he said was no, and then he turns around. He, when George asked him, do you have a ticket, and he said no, he didn't elaborate. He didn't, you know, have a little fucking intuition. Yeah. Help your fellow man. I mean, yes, but at the same time, that guy's life was fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's he's okay. You know, like, why do we— why yeah. Does, for, and and, and no. let me just tell you, let me just tell you right here— mm-hmm. I fucking hated George this episode. Oh so my god! He, piss, yes. he pisses me off so much. So I'm not gonna preach, I, preach. I sister. am not gonna side with with like George on this. Like, yes, that weird looking guy could have elaborated. He gave a shit answer, but George does not deserve a better answer because George should be smart enough as a human fucking being yeah. to know which fucking line he's in. For Christ's sake. <laughs> You yes, fucking he idiot! If you, I, he, you know what I would do to George if I was, I would smack him in the fucking head. Yes, he should. He should have known better. It should have been more intuitive. He should have asked the correct question. Um, so it's all on him. But I do want to say the other guy. You know, come on, use your brain a little bit. Yeah, and he's um, weird looking too. He's got that weird head. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, so they have to now go get their tickets to another show that's across town um, at the uh, the Paradise. Twi- the Paradise 2 Theater or whatever. Um, and so Kramer decides he'll stay there to wait for Jerry. And this is obviously – this the, a lot of the plot of this film does not work for today because of cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> and and Fandango. Like, like yeah. everything about this particular episode is 100% out of date and negated by yeah. modern technology. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So Kramer stays. Um, so while in line at the other theater – George sees the poster for Rochelle Rochelle. Now and he's do. all like, Oh, I want to see that. Now, Rochelle Rochelle is easily the most famous fake movie from Seinfeld. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I personally like the name Chunnel. I've always enjoyed that one. But yes, Rochelle Rochelle is probably, if you went up to somebody and said Rochelle Rochelle, they'd say Seinfeld. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, what I love about it is. Rochelle Rochelle is essentially one of those movies that you would watch on Cinemax at midnight or 1 a.m. on a Saturday, and it's exactly what Podcasting After Dark is sort of based on. Uh, we don't go that sleazy, uh-huh. you know, but we kind of steer, stay in the the, the Cinemax range. And uh, so I'm, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh, God. Like, I know that it's cheesy, and I know that it's all just written for, you know, this episode when they, later on when you hear, like, the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this, God, this sounds so familiar to me because it just, <laughs> it seems like every freaking, you know, Emmanuel movie with Laura Gempsner that you see on Cinemax, you know, from the set, late 70s, basically. Uh, except it's new in this case, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, right. it's a sexploitation film is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it take, takes, takes you back. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Elaine does not want to go see Rochelle Rochelle. Of course. And, uh, you know, 
George, uh, here's where I really mm. hate George. He's being a complete ass to Elaine about owing him some money because he got the tickets. We've had, oh, I know we've had this discussion in person. I think we've had it on this podcast before. You and I, and we've, we've, we've lived this life. We're the type of people that we live that kind of that karma style. Oh, I'll get you this time. You get me next time. It'll balance out. We, we like to live in that, that yeah. kind of the Jerry, the Jerry world yeah. where it's going to even out. And it does like, you know what? Oh, when I've gone and grabbed beers with you, I picked it up the next time, you know, when we're out for lunch or whatever, you'll buy my pizza or whatever. Yep. And it will be fine. And George is such a fucking George right here <laughs> that he, he, he's trying to convince Elaine that her giving him the $20 so that it's on him to give her back 12 something as opposed to her just owing him, you know, like the six bucks or whatever, whatever it is that she owes him. It's I want to crush his skull in at this moment. <laughs> yes, 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 dude. I, I in, in you know, we've talked plenty of times. Yes, we talked about that on air, but we also talk, you know, uh, we love George, but we hate George. We love George, and but we hate him, you know? And it's like, it's this love-hate relationship that kind of goes back and forth, but mostly we love him, you know? We don't really oh, want yeah. to see anything ill will to happen to him. In this episode, the, like, the alpha male in me wants to beat the shit out of George. <laughs> like, beat the fucking shit out of him. And, and you're not, you're not a wanna-go-fighting-people no. kind of guy. No, I'm not. And it's just like fuck dude like shut the fuck up you know but but it is funny like the things that he does the thing well here's the thing it skirts that line this whole entire episode of things that like i guess in our head sometimes we think but he fucking says it you know what i mean and that's what really pisses pisses you off but man yeah he's he god he's in rare form this episode rare form Uh, i agree uh, all right, so they go in. Uh, Jerry and Kramer are still not there. So Elaine says, you know, that she'll go in and save seats. Um, and well, she doesn't want to. It's it's sort of yeah, like she, uh, it's begrudging yeah, exactly. her. <laughs> exactly. And so she'll do that while George is going to go out, stay outside, and wait for Kramer and Jerry. So basically, we've now got Jerry's running late. Kramer's at the other theater waiting for Jerry. Uh, and now George is at the, which also I find kind of weird, like, uh, well, whatever. And George is waiting for Kramer and Jerry, so then they can all get in and all that stuff. Well, I take it because he's got all the tickets, so they've got to wait to bring it all in. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, no, it's it's, um, it's convoluted, and I thank you, Adam, for tracking it because uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a very difficult time tracking this episode. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of a lot of quick scenes yeah yeah real back like scenes and forth. that last literally like two seconds or two yeah. sentences of dialogue and then they cut to the next scene yep and i'm like so like my my page is like all full of just lines basically yeah scene break lines yeah um mm-hmm. but yeah and and i never quite understood how far away the the pair the par- paradigm the paradox uh a par- par- uh, first one is paradigm twin and then they go to the paradise two i yeah. think is what it's and called. i guess they're they're probably fairly close because he can just run over there, right? They're kind You'd of across so. the street or like a block away. Just pretty close, I guess. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's, um, it's always hard because, you know, they have this establishing shot that only has one theater in it. So, yeah. and, but yet this whole episode's talking about two theaters. It's almost like I wish they didn't even have the establishing shot so we didn't have any point of reference. Yeah, fair enough. As you mentioned the, with the quick scenes, my next note is 
Jerry being annoyed by buckles. Like that's the entire thing. They're in <laughs> well, a cab. Okay. He's annoyed. I will say this in, in the cab when he's talking to buckles and I'm with you. It's just, it's, it's just dialogue back and forth, but I will say the only thing I cued into is that buckles mentions that I guess he grew up in Bensonhurst or something. And uh, the only reason I cued into Bensonhurst is because <laughs> my favorite line in the adventures of Ford Fairlane 1990 with Andrew Dice Clay, uh, it, Clay Andrew Dice Clay plays a um, uh, rock and roll detective named Ford Fairlane. His friend is Gilbert Godfrey, and when he goes to meet him, Gilbert Godfrey says, "Suzuki Samurai, you Bensonhurst piece of shit." And as a kid, I just I love him calling him a Bensonhurst piece of shit, but I didn't know what Bensonhurst was, and I had to look it up for that episode of Podcast After Dark. And then now I'm taking notes, and I hear Buckles say "fucking Bensonhurst," and I'm like, "Yeah, you." Benson Hurst, piece of shit. <laughs> that was like the literally the first thing that fucking popped into my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah, it's a section of Brooklyn. Yeah, it's a yeah, part of Brooklyn. Yeah. Part of Brooklyn. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot. There's so many like tiny, you know, we, we know like the big sections, like the Brooklyn, the Manhattan, the Queens, yeah. like all of that. But when you dive in even further and like looking into just in Brooklyn, I'm seeing Benson Hurst. Bath Beach, Mapleton, Diker Heights, Borough Bar- Park, Sunset Park. Like, there's just, god damn, there's a lot of boroughs and a lot of sections of New York. Yeah, so everything that I know about New York geography comes from uh, five things. Uh, Seinfeld, Ghostbusters, Broad City, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, I guess four things. And uh, uh, Last Podcast on the left, because they used to all sort of live in, in uh, uh, Brooklyn, and uh, they've moved away, but they talk about it. So, I'll go, okay, I got And that's literally the only... Oh, and uh, um, uh, shit. Uh, oh, God. Ah, fuck. My brain oh, just farted. Just give me... Yeah, I know. No kidding. You look like you stroked out a bit right I there. I know, I know, because... Um, <laughs> Bored to death. Bored to death. All right. So, so, and then the fifth one, the fifth one is is bored to death on HBO with uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Ted Danson, and oh, uh, I never saw that. Yeah. By the way, I just rewatched it. It's only three seasons. It's like eight episodes, thirty minutes a pop, easy peasy. But season one is fantastic. If you get a chance, watch hmm. season one of uh, Bored to Death. It's really fucking good. But it takes place in Brooklyn, and that's how I know like what Brooklyn is and where things are. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> You're like, that was a whole lot of me talking and you being like, okay, sure, great. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know. I, 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 I now got to transition back and I try to like make it seem fun and cool and I've got nothing. So, none of what you said was fun or cool. <laughs> yeah, All right. Elaine tells George to, uh, you know, head out uh, to go to the other theater to look for. Kramer and Jerry, um, you know, she, she says she's got it. She can hold down these four seats. Um, and he keeps, again, he keeps bitching about the money. He keeps doing these little digs that, you know, just really annoying. Ugh. It's, I mean, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. So, um, Kramer in line or not Kramer in line. Kramer's waiting for Jerry still. And he can't, he can't stand it. That, that call of the papaya King. It's too, <laughs> it's too big. <laughs> <laughs> and so he heads out to get uh some some hot dogs and um I do want to call out it, it's a fun little thing and I'm not going to call out every single one when yeah. it happens but every time they like start talking they start describing the other, e- each other 
And each person like gets to like some person each or each one of them gets described at some point. Yeah. And it's all kind of funny. It's like this just just very cartoonish, you know, caricature uh, uh, just kind of breakdown or, or just description of what of what they look like. You know, like a horse face. Um, Jerry was a big head, flared nostrils. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was George, I think. May, or maybe that was him. Uh, big yeah, big haired, flared nostrils. George, or Jerry or George, which the lady called him as a Humpty Dumpty. Um, with I can't remember with a big head or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, with the, the uh, melon head. Yeah. I think she says, <laughs> and and Kramer is you know. Horse, horse face. face with a uh, bird face with a with a bride of Frankenstein hair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a bunch of stuff like that. Um, it's just it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it, like that's all just humorous shit. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I like it. I, I I almost feel like this episode would be better for us to have discussed like in a free form sort of way because it's so yeah. fucking hard to to sort of follow it. it. But yeah, oh god, it is. Yeah, I know. Because we have to inter we intercut so many between. Each of these things, but all right, we're gonna do it. Damn it, we're we've got our format. <laughs> we're sticking to it. Um, let's see. Uh, Jerry comes in. Uh, you know his his uh, cab stops, and Kramer just misses him. Uh, in the movie, you know, while Elaine is is uh, holding the seats and things like that, um, I think maybe even at this point, she had to give up, and some people are now sitting around her. Uh, but there's this lady who's sitting behind her, and she's talking loud as shit about how precious her little Alan is and things like that. And it's during the coming attractions. And she's like, well, it's during the, it's the coming attractions. It's no big deal. As much as I hate George, this episode, I hate that fucking lady more. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So that bears the question. Do you, are do you not like talking during coming attractions? Do you view coming attractions as part of the movie experience itself? Absolutely. Okay. Now, it's you're not allowed to not say anything. Come yeah. attractions, you can you can say things like to your friends yeah. and be like, "Oh shit, that looks good," or oh, "I ain't seeing that crap," or you know, whatever, whatever the hell you need to say. Some little things. But she's talking loudly about nothing to do with that. You know, like you can talk more during the coming attractions, obviously, than you can during the movie. No big deal. But it's a time to still be cognizant of your surroundings. It is part of the movie-going experience. And it also, like, trailers in, in, in this day and age, in 2020, compared to 1993, um, trailers are a big thing. You know, I feel like they're they're... Back in the day, it was just like you had a voiceover that was like, in a world, you know, we're going to, in a world where Bruce Willis is the voice of a baby (laughs) in Look Who's Talking. You know, shit like that. Nowadays, trailer, trailer is an art form. Yes. A good trailer is a fucking art. And so, like, hyping me up for another movie is so much fun. And then it, it is, you can have a little conversation about it, but like. Shut the fuck up and don't talk about goddamn your, your the light of your life, little baby boy Alan, uh, super loudly while you know I'm in the movie theater. Yeah, and and uh, no, that's, that's why the movie theater system is fucking failing. Well, it's not that in the coronavirus. Yeah, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but in general, people got get sick of that shit. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, I <laughs> check check it off on the the Cartwright bingo. Um, I agree with you 100. Um, and I'll you know it's like. 
yeah, don't talk that much. Now, I will say nowadays, probably the the, the trailers are so loud, you probably wouldn't even hear the person behind <laughs> you talking. But, <laughs> True. but, but dude, I, I'm with you, man. Like, it's a part of the overall experience. And then I'll just add to the fact that, like, you know, it's also a red flag. If you're going to talk that much during the trailers, I'm I'm already going to be paying attention to you because I'm afraid you're going to talk that loudly and that much during yeah. the movie. Now, I have been in theaters where like a group of like people were talking that much during the trailers and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to have to fucking check them, you know, when the movie comes on." And then they were quiet as fuck during the movie. And I was like, "Oh, nice. oh, okay, okay." But I but I'm I'm with you like there is something sacred about the 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 trailer aspect of things. I do Mm-hmm. want to actually enjoy the goddamn trailer yeah yeah hey everybody Corey here i just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages have you been wondering where's the beef well on our podcast throwback trivia takedown you might just find that out as well as some other things about the 70s 80s and 90s We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Why This Film Podcast looks back at the movies of your childhood. Join me, Emily Slade, each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you. Through nostalgia untold and memories unnumbered, together we'll ask. Why this film? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies comics or video games they should definitely check us out oh well then thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time talking back what's up guys i'm tess and i'm Corey, and we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time that's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool! Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bucks. And now, back to the show. All 
Right. At the, uh, <laughs> You're at like, the theater. where are we? <laughs> where are we? Where we are is we're at the theater um, back where Elaine is outside, though, and George is trying to come in. And, uh, you know, he had already gone in at one point. He doesn't have his stub. So the usher is like, I can't let you in without your stub. And I am 100% with that fucking usher. Yeah. George. I, yeah. What the fuck, buddy? Yeah, again. Why would you not? Ugh. No, again, uh, we all know you need the fucking stub to get back in. And when it happens yeah. for a second time, oh, I would have totally done the exact same thing that fucking uh, the, the, the ticket taker yeah. did. Nope. Where's your stub, motherfucker? Like, because you're a dumbass that went out the back door anyways, like a fucking moron. God, he's yep. a, George is a... Grade A moron this episode. And honestly, if I were Jason Alexander, I'd be like, really? Is George really this fucking stupid? Yeah. Yeah. He is very bumbling. Exactly. He's, I mean, he's, you know, yelling. And now that's a very George thing and him like calling out for Elaine, which is really annoying and stupid. He should know better, but he doesn't. And I, I give that to George's character. He would be that kind of guy. And you're right. He bumbles out the emergency exit. Like, really? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, simultaneously, Jerry's in the other theater across, you know, across the street or wherever the heck it is, calling for Elaine, trying to get her because thinking that they are in checkmate. Um, and at that point, he sees a theater or he sees a trailer for Rochelle Rochelle, and he's kind of getting intrigued. You can tell I, I am pretty certain in that trailer, I, it's the voice of Larry David, but he kind of changed, shifts it a little bit. Now, I know he comes up later, but I'm pretty sure he was also in this trailer. The funny thing is, I heard Jerry Seinfeld's voice in one of oh. the, the movies or the, tra- like, some some background, you know, thing that was either the movie or the trailer. Uh, I don't know if it was Checkmate or Rochelle Rochelle later, but I heard Jerry, and I was like, oh, you can totally hear his, like, high-pitched voice. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if the female stuff was Elaine, you know, uh, just, her oh, just doing it, you know, <laughs> like why hire anyone? If, if Julie Louis Dreyfus can do, you know, something and just you, you pitch it well, up or something, you know, why not? We know right? she can do sexy voices. That's, yeah, we do. Know over that. the phone. Very, very breathy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. At uh, back at the Paradise Theater, um, Elaine goes to get a Diet Coke. A good. Co- I like this conversation yeah. because it is so relatable. The whole. Uh, she wants to get a medium and the and the kind of the dumb person who's who's at the counter is like, well, do you want a medium or do you want the middle size? And it's like, well, we now have uh, medium, large and jumbo. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so annoying. But you know what? This shit is happening. It, like this shit is so true. So true. <laughs> so true. It, it holds up so well, you know, other than the fact that like who in the right mind would even bother to ask the, the cashier, like, you know, lady girl who's working there. What's in this? Uh, I don't know. It's yellow, you know, like seriously, like sometimes I'm like, you know, why, why would you even think she would know? Well, I don't know. I worked at a movie theater and you know, our stuff, I knew our stuff was not real butter. I knew it was oil. Um, I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. okay. Most of them are oil because butters, uh, you know, butter has to be heated to be, uh, you know, liquid when, and oils are liquid at room temperature. And so you just get kind of like a butter like flavored oil. Oh, OK, that's I didn't. Yeah. Good point. I didn't think about that. Um, what what's your movie like go to snack and, and the whole thing? I like, do you do like do you do popcorn. Do you do candy soda? What do you do? Uh, definitely a soda. I'm a big soda freak. I drink way too much of it as it is. Um, I'm not a big popcorn guy. It's not really my, my thing. I'll eat it if it's around me and maybe a little bit, but I'm a, I mean, 
candy candy and coke baby <laughs> candy and coke zero and so yeah that, that yeah. makes me happy yeah i always bring i usually wind up bringing a uh, mike and x or something with me and then uh, uh wifey usually gets popcorn so of course i will d- dabble into that you know yeah I, I never buy my own popcorn when i go to the theater but yet like kramer i somehow always get popcorn <laughs> there you go <laughs> so um jerry gets into a cab to head to uh uh, the comedy club, um, because he's he's heading off to try and try and get that eleven o'clock thing that we saw for the very beginning, uh, that stand up um, the time slot. Uh, George goes back in again, uh, you know, because he got he left out that other door. And of course, as you mentioned, yeah, the usher's like, "Hey, I need a stub," which he doesn't have again. Why? No, I mean, I guess the joke is they're so easy to lose, and who the hell thinks about the stuff? Like, I don't know. I always make sure I have a stub. Like, I put them in a certain spot, like pretty much in my wallet. And so, like, if I need it, I just pull it out and be like, "There's that." I mean, just, I find God, he's dumb. I find stubs from fucking movies that I went to years ago. Like, yes. I, how does George lose a goddamn stub? It's in my pocket. Like, I don't know. That kind of s- sort of spastic friend would annoy me. But George isn't. That's the thing. Like, this is what like really annoys me about this episode is that George isn't this bumbling. Like, this yeah. is pretty extreme for him. Now, granted, you know, you could just say he's having an off night, right? Like, that's fine. I get that. And that's why we don't, like, hate George because, you know, he, he doesn't always do these things. But, man, if I was his friend, like Elaine, I would be really fucking pissed at him tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So he walks in and he kind of passes elaine he you know there's a couple of different it's, it's, things it's we good saw, like comedic like timing yeah. and orchestration of people not looking and kind of missing each other yeah, yeah. exactly uh so he walks in and you know he heads straight towards rochelle rochelle he's not interested in checkmate and it's very similar timing kramer comes in and in just it, this is a good comedic moment where we saw the issues that george has uh of getting in Kramer talks his way in immediately and the guy just is like, what's him in? And uh, you know what? Honestly, I don't disagree with it. Partly because Kramer just like was very upfront and just nice to the guy. George was an asshole to him. And then also I remember seeing like the very first time or like maybe it was the second time he tries to just walk right by him and he doesn't even like say anything. And the guy says, Oh, uh, your ticket, sir. Like George is just a dick to the guy. If you're just, if you're just nice, People are going to be nice back, guys, usually. Guys, you you get more bees with honey, you know? Like, seriously, <laughs> I I truly subscribe to the kill them with kindness in these kind of scenarios, mm. especially to, like, service industry type of people like this, man. Don't fucking, like, just walk past him like he doesn't exist. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what? And, and you saying that, I didn't even think about that, but that is why that, fu- that guy, like, basically took George down a peg because he's like, fuck you, man. Like, I don't exist. Yep. Like, my job, yeah, I may have a shitty-ass job, but I'm still a human being, you know? Yes. And George just blows him off. But, yeah, you're right, dude. That's why, I mean, that's why Kramer is Kramer, you know? Like, that's why he's people that knows people. He knows everyone everywhere. Because I think at the end of the day, he treats everybody the same, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't treat anyone differently. His best friend is a freaking, like, celebrity, you know? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's a celebrity, and he doesn't, that doesn't change anything how he feels. And he treats the, honestly, he treats the, the ticket guy the same as he would treat Jerry Seinfeld. Like, he just treats everyone the same. And there's a lesson in that. There really is a lesson there. Not that not that this show is about lessons, you no. know. But it's th- about, it's about nothing, Corey. Yeah. No no <laughs> yeah. no hugging and no learning. Yeah. 
right. Uh, Kramer goes into checkmate and he sits in Elaine's old seat while she's getting her stuff. Um, well, she left a jacket on there. So it's like, God damn, he's oblivious too. Um, another Larry, I'm pretty sure I hear Larry David in, in that movie as well in checkmate. Um, then we cut to the cab and this cab guy wants to stop for gas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this, all right, this guy, I really am not happy about this dude's appearance in the show because he doesn't really like get any comeuppance or anything. Um, nothing really happens. Like there's this whole kind of awkward interaction with this dude and Jerry and like, you know, the way that he's like, Oh, I must get gas and all this kind of shit. But like, there's not really a good comedic moment that comes from it other than Jerry, you know, is going to lose his time slot later. Like, I feel like there should be something bigger with that. Yeah. And and I'm sitting here the entire episode thinking that that cab driver is Tom LaGruya. And so, like, I'm waiting for him to do something, you know, because I'm like, they mentioned his special guest appearance yeah. on the write-up. And he, and spoiler alert, that guy is not Tom LaGruya. And, uh, and nothing happened. He's... That character is basically a MacGuffin just to keep Jerry from missing his set. That's all that guy is. And too much screen time was dedicated to a MacGuffin. That's the problem. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Elaine pops into the theater. She can't find her seat, obviously, because we know Kramer took it. Uh, We cut inside Rochelle Rochelle. We definitely hear Larry David's voice on here again. Like we're getting a lot of Larry David voice in this one. Um, But he's as kind of like, he's got this accent, kind of like a Russian-y accent or whatever. Um, Or maybe it's Italian because he's from Milan to, they're going to go to Minsk. (laughs) They're starting in (laughs) Milan. Um, But he's this guy who's kind of coercing Rochelle to take her clothes off by Zafaya. Shit like that. It's a, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like a cheesy Skinamax type of movie. Yep, so, yep. And I I did notice at the cut with George, and you know George is getting upset right now because this tall guy sits in front of him. Something that we can't all relate to, uh, which is you know kind of annoying. But all of the people around George, it was all dudes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I to- totally noticed that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that, but I can yeah. see it in my mind's eye right now. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Um, Elaine then, uh, you know, cause she can't find a spot in there. She's like, you know, fuck it. I want out. And the guy said, oh, I'm sorry. I can't, uh, you can sit in the front. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. So it's like, well, you can go see Rochelle, Rochelle. She's like, oh, fine. Fuck it. And so she'll, she goes into that theater as well. Um, the cat, the next thing I just have is cabbie being fucking weird. Yeah. Which, that's it. Cabbie being weird. No payoff. No, for this no, cabbie. No payoff whatsoever. Um, yeah. Kramer. Uh, in the theater, pulls out his uh, Papaya King hot dog, and he eats it. He spills some shit onto uh, a jacket. And then uh, Jerry at the club misses his 11 p.m. time slot. Buckles got the slot, who... Uh, uh, you know, and, and convinces, it, and it's apparently his um his bit about the athlete's foot that he bounced off of Jerry. Yeah, it landed. It did really well, and I was like, oh, okay, you know. But yeah, it's just it's eh. it's weird because we again we don't see Jerry lose too frequently, and this episode Jerry kind of loses. Like it doesn't work out for him, and it's 
odd because they just established in the airport that mm-hmm. like they actively said like look we know based on comedic um law that jerry would would, would lose in the airport because you know the whole thing but yet jerry wins there and then they kind of show him in a, in a not so positive light here he doesn't really kind of win here so it's like okay yeah, maybe that's where the even Steven thing starts, you know, kind of like yeah, evens okay. out for him. But yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those few times where we actually see Jerry, like not sort of come up on top on the situation. True. But buckles convinces Jerry to go see most of Rochelle Rochelle, which honestly, if anyone said, Oh, we can still go see most of a movie. I'd be like, fuck you. I want to see all of a movie. I never want to just go see most of a movie. Yeah. And I, and I don't specifically don't want to go see most of like a, a sexploitation boner film with like my friend <laughs> sitting next to me. Got, you know, like that's someone yeah. I'd rather just Who isn't catch even it. his friend. Yeah, it's not even his friend. Isn't I'd rather just catch it on Cinemax a couple of years from yeah. now, you know? Yes, of course. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you have, you know, by yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about, buddy. <laughs> Yes. Um, so they're all they all end up in Rochelle Rochelle and Elaine, who can't help but be Elaine, uh, you know, just kind of calls out. Give me a break on how the bullshit of this movie is. Uh, George notices it. Jerry notices it. They all kind of like start talking in a little triangle. What? Oh, yeah, you're here. Whatever. Um, so then they head out to the lobby to talk. Kramer eventually comes out and he's got Elaine's coat, which he spilled mustard on. Ha ha ha. Because he's the one who took her seat. Hilarious. Oh, not really hilarious. It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't like a great, big, hilarious ending to it. No. Uh, and then we get a stand-up on the plot of movies. Yeah. 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 This one's a little odd. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, Jerry gets confused in the movie theater by the plot. It's embarrassing. Uh, but he's one of those people that you see in the parking lot afterwards talking to his friends going, oh, you mean that was the same guy from the beginning? He's like, the problem is, like, no one will explain it to you when you're in the theater. And he's like, he's like, what did, why did they kill that guy? Who was that guy? I thought he was with them. Uh, wasn't he with them? Why would they kill him if he was with them? Oh, he wasn't really with them. I thought he was with them. It's good they killed him. I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was actually an okay. Yeah, he, he delivered it better yeah. than I did, and it wasn't yes. the worst thing ever. Um, you went first last episode, and I need you to go first again, buddy, because I'm really <laughs> confused about my feelings on this episode. Ah, truthfully, I, I need to talk it out with you, man. But okay. Let me right. let me hear what you think. Well, what 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 was your rating on it? So we kind of we kind of talked ourselves into disliking a lot of stuff about this episode, um, disliking George, disliking you know the cab driver. Now those are some faults. 100%. Now, George being an asshole is not a fault. That is part of George's character in this episode, and that's that. You know, sometimes you want, you're supposed to hate George, and I hate that character aspect about him, which is, you know, his cheap skateness. Um, I, I don't forgive this episode for utilizing, or not completely lack of utilizing the cab driver for anything meaningful. Um, but I did not think this was a bad episode. I actually enjoyed the episode. I thought it was solid. Not as good as the pick, but I was pleased with it. I was very pleased with it. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a 
kind of middle of the pack episode. And so, you know, it's got that, that the quick edit, which is, you know, those quick scene changes are tough to talk about on our end. But when you're just watching it for comedic effect, a lot of it works. Yeah. You know, and, and so um, I was happy. And, and this episode gave us Rochelle Rochelle. That's fucking awesome. I love Rochelle Rochelle. A fucking erotic journey from from Melinda Miss. She's fucking amazing. <laughs> and so, yeah, I gave it three out of five erotic journeys. I I think, I think yeah. The problem, and, and you mentioned it right away. I think the problem is that there's all these little character things that I don't like, but yet I like the episode as a whole. And you know what I mean? Like it's it's. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I hate buckles, but I don't. I, I, I hate Buckles yeah. in the fact that, like, if I was in a world with him, but I don't hate his character like I hate other characters on here. Uh, George probably was the only thing I totally hated, but at the same time, here's the problem is, uh, not the problem, but the, what I'm having such a hard time reconciling is that logically, I hate everything George does in this episode, but... It's done well and to comedic effect that, like, if I didn't sort of harp on it, I would totally just enjoy it. So I really just need to let this—this is a perfect episode to just watch and let it wash over you, not Mm -hmm. the perfect episode to, like, break down and analyze. And I don't think we've—I've never said that before because, actually, I get a lot more out of an episode when we talk about it for as long as we do. But this is one of the few times where I think, like, just the confusion— of trying to break it down and follow it while we're talking about it kind of lends itself to like, but to, to me feeling a little bit uh, one way about the episode. But in actuality, when I'm in the episode, when I'm watching this episode, I'm enjoying it. I'm in it yep. and I'm having fun with it. And I do actually, like you said, I think the 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 quick cutting, the quick back and forth cutting, lends itself to some very good comedic moments. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a perfect episode. The the cabbie guy was utterly pointless didn't need yeah. that and in fact it just it took it took precious seconds you know slash minutes away from other plot points that we could have had and uh you know it wasn't a perfect episode but you know it was a fun episode it really really mm-hmm. was and i got to give it uh be- because the stand up you know wasn't the best but again it was it was also pretty solid stand up it was a solid episode i am going to give it 3.5 torn ticket stubs mm. okay or should i say 3.5 T- lost ticket stubs there you go there you i go. like that better there you go <laughs> but yeah it dude it was it was so weird. This episode was just like a weird one to talk about, you know, but it was, yeah. I do enjoy the, the fast paced ones. I really do. Um, it's, it's very cool, but yeah, I think I was also thrown off by the description, uh, of, from Hulu when I'm watching it. So I'm like sitting there thinking like, who is this LaGruya guy? Like, why should this matter? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> this really, it really bugged it, you. It did. Holy crap. It, because I, all of a sudden I look him up. I'm like, Oh cool. Picture me. I, I just pop it on. I saw that little thing. I'm like, cool. Before I started up, I got my little drink here i'm gonna enjoy it i look up lagria on on imdb and he's got no picture and i'm like Nothing. what the fuck's happening here and then i gotta watch this episode with this knowledge in my brain trying to decipher the code that is lagria <laughs> he was uh he was in carolina yeah the city? yeah he's no he's got credits but why does he have no picture yeah. on imdb yeah 40 40 episodes of carolina in the city yeah yeah, apparently he's wow. a big deal to the guy well, or gal not, who yeah. wrote the, the episode <laughs> description in, in Hulu. He stopped working in 2002. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. He was on a couple episodes of Home Improvement as well. Yeah. Well, so have someone tell his agent to uh, update. Well, he doesn't have one because he stopped working in 2002, but he needs to update his IMDb. But um, oh, I've seen that guy. And and so he's the club owner at the beginning with the improv club, I believe, is who he's is who who that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Right. Because now that you see him. Adam, you don't really recognize him from the episode, do you? <laughs> I don't, I don't e- recognize him from anything. Exactly. Well I see him and I'm like, Welcome to my minute. hell. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is this dude? And why did they have to mention his name on the Hulu write up? He hasn't done he hasn't done anything of importance other than forty episodes of Caroline in the City, which was a, a show that Really wasn't big. Like, like, I, why didn't they say special guest star Barry Diamond? Yeah, that's he was at least in Bachelor Party. He was a Tom fucking Hanks. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's crazy, man. It's it's whatever. But like, I will say that for some reason that did affect my viewing of this episode. It, it just means Tom Lagruya Tom Lagruya had a better agent. Oh, did you know that Barry Diamond was on Curb Your Enthusiasm also? Oh, I did not. Yeah, he was a mental patient, uh, apparently, in one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, dude. Hey, buddy. Adam, my man. (laughs) Where can we find you on IMDb? Uh, I'm still throwing off on Tom LaGruya. I'm not going to lie. Right? And, <laughs> there's, and, you, there's a, and you're experiencing this after the episode. I had to sit through the episode with it. Dude, you go on... You go on... Uh, Instagram, not Instagram, sorry, on Google image search, and you just type in Tom LaGruya, and I'm getting a fuck ton of cartoon taxis. Yeah. Like, there's this cartoon taxi show that says Tom LaGruya. Like, is is he a voice on it? Yeah. But he's not, it's not on his IMDb. Like, is, is the name of the character Tom LaGruya? Did they legitimately <laughs> steal his name for this kid's uh, TV show? What the fuck is going on? What? <laughs> Welcome to the rabbit hole, buddy. <laughs> what the hell is Tom LaGruya? <laughs> Welcome to the party, it, pal. <laughs> oh, I think I found it out. I think I think Tom LaGruya is the Spanish version of Tom's Car Wash. This <laughs> is some shitty TV show. Um that's weird. That that aired in 2017 and 2018. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. Huh. huh. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm just... All right. Sorry. What did you ask? Uh, where can we find you online, buddy? <laughs> oh, you can find me... Um, you just type in Tom LaGruya, and I will probably pop up on there because like, everything else In is. fact, I am Tom LaGruya. Surprise! <laughs> no, you can find me on the Blast From Our Past podcast, which I do with my brother, talking about nostalgic albums, uh, nostalgic TV shows, movies, top tens, and we also do fan castings uh, about movies or shows or things that, um, you know, if they're being remade, who would we cast them? And uh, we get a lot of flack for some of those recastings because people are like, oh, none of this shit should be remade. I'm like, shut up. It's just a damn podcast. We're just trying to do it for fun. I, I don't. Anyway, I never understood that. Like why you. And that's the thing. Like the funny thing is like you all doing your fan casting. It's kind of like one of the hooks for for the podcast and a hook that I very much enjoy. And it, yeah, it's, it's one of the few things that sets us apart from like every other nostalgic <laughs> podcast. But it's out there. so divisive. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> divisive. God damn it. You don't know how you can't speak. You say mame. You say jiff. You say divisive. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Uh, and what's your new yeah, one, buddy? What's your uh, trivia? Uh, the new one is uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown. It's a trivia uh, 70s, 80s, 90s podcast uh, all about, you know, pop culture trivia. So check those out. Corey, what about you? Where can you be found else? else in the uh, podcast ether <laughs> yeah buddy uh podcasting after dark me and my buddy zach or i should say me and our buddy zach uh we talk about cult movies. i like him too he's a good guy yeah he's 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 a really good guy um and uh we talk about cult movies from the 70s and the 80s and early 90s but mostly from our childhood uh weird shit you know like uh the stuff and night of the comet and uh or you know comedies like uh the adventures of ford fairlane like you heard me reference earlier uh we also have some interviews that we do as well and uh, right now you can listen for free to our Jeanette Goldstein interview she played Vasquez in Aliens and uh, you can listen to me every week talk to our buddy Tess about comic books on the ongoing comic book discussion podcast we've had Adam on there talk about Deadpool yep. and uh, you know uh, dubious distinction of being our only <laughs> uh, explicit <laughs> episode we we pride ourselves I'm that we are, we are we are an all ages podcast but we do have one that is marked E for explicit, and that is with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's my fault. I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> Appropriately, though, it's the Deadpool episode, so it, yeah. it works out perfectly that way. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you can hear the, all those shows that Adam mentioned, all the shows that I mentioned, plus uh, you can hear Friday Five, you can hear Talking Back, um, you can hear all of those podcasts on the uh, BFOP network and that is bfopnetwork.com that's bfopnetwork.com also known as beef up <laughs> it's it's taken us like 50 episodes to get the routine down of like <laughs> of knowing when you're going to throw that in there but um yep. if uh and if you're new to the new to Cartwright a Seinfeld podcast and you're looking for the first couple of seasons you can find our entire back catalog on Patreon and that's patreon.com slash Cartwright and uh, yeah for just one dollar a month you get uh, every episode ad free 100% ad free and uh, also new episodes I usually drop them a couple days early depending on when I get a chance to edit them so uh, that's another like sort of little perk but for the most part you're kind of just you're helping us out we uh, you know the, all the, the costs that come to running something that's online. No, nothing is free online. So um, yep. server costs, all that kind of stuff costs money. So just goes to helping out the show. And we appreciate every single Patreon member that we already have. Thank you guys so, so much. And uh, it's weird times right now with the coronavirus. So if you don't have a dollar, that totally understand. Seriously, I, we totally get that money is really fucked up right now. So... Another way to support the show and a free way to support the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They go a long way to getting new listeners uh, in front of the show. So we really, really appreciate that. For Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, I'm Corey. And I'm Adam. And we'll see you guys next week with The Visa. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.